welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. And just sense your Holy Spirit here tonight, and I just thank you for meeting us where we're at in the middle of the week. We turn our attention to you because we love you, because we're grateful, because you deserve it. We just ask you to have your way here through everything we do tonight, from this moment, through the teaching, through every moment. And we'll just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Shannon. That was refreshing in the middle of a week. Amen. Um, well, God's a good God. Um, you know, it's so important to just have moments where you bend your knee to him, right? Um, you know, I think sometimes, you know, worship is, you know, we're looking for something from him, but there's something about just bending your knee to him and acknowledging him for who he is. Amen? Um, all right, I want to I continue along the lines I've been teaching. Um, nothing special, no holiday, anything. Just I want to continue along the lines I've been teaching on the fact that Jesus is our healer. Um, and tonight I want to talk to you about the fact that we understand that healing is provided for us through the methods that God has given us to actually deliver healing. And so um, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4 and 5 is our foundation and let's just read that and then we'll pray. Um, and then we'll just move through this as the Holy Spirit leads us. Uh, Isaiah 53 verses 4 and 5 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Let's pray before we get started. Father, thank you so much for wonderful presence that is here tonight. I sense that. I hope everybody else does as well. But yeah, I just thank you for your presence just continuing to abide with us as we dig into your word and understand what Jesus has provided for us and understand just how much you love us to provide for our physical healing. I thank you for that being the end result of what comes out of tonight. And so we just give you praise and thanks for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we've pointed out through the 10 weeks we've been teaching on this that, you know, the last part of those two verses <coughs> says, uh, and with his stripes, we are healed. And so that's where we're focusing our attention. And we've pointed out that, you know, so many times uh, folks will focus on the rest of those verses. Um, and you see that a lot in, in, in denominational or churches or some of the more traditional uh, churches that they'll focus on the forgiveness of sins and the peace and the things that God brings. And the, man, alive, that's all important and critical, right? When you, need, when you don't have peace, I mean, you know, you need it, right? When you need forgiveness of sins, Actually, they're grateful for Jesus, but sometimes they'll glaze over that last phrase there or sort of strike it up as with his stripes we're healed as it's some sort of spiritual thing that he's provided for us. But we've looked at over the last 10 weeks the fact that uh, that phrase clearly points out to us that in, included in our spiritual healing, there's physical healing that Jesus provided for us. And so we've been looking at really proof points in the word of God that sort of point out to us that it is the will of God for us to be healed. And I won't go back through all 10 of those. I would encourage you that, you know, um, at times when you notice, you know, maybe you're struggling with sickness or maybe uh, you know someone that is, um, you know, the way we receive from the word of, from God is, is through truth in his word to go back and just, just feast on those. I, matter of fact, I remember at times, matter of fact, when I was first out of Bible school, um, 
I, I, w I just took it upon myself to take a group of people over to a nursing home in, uh, in Roanoke. And there was one lady that was just really almost, uh, you know, you talk about people with dementia and things. Um, she was clearly almost out of her head. You, she, you, you go in and visit her and she didn't even, you know, clear, uh, clearly think. But uh, the Lord just led me over the course of about two months to go take my lunch break, every lunch break during the week, and go sit with her and just pray in the spirit over her while she listened to just scriptures on healing. And so I did that for about two months. And by the end of the two months, she was talking normally to me. She wasn't out of her mind. Uh, her legs had originally were so swollen that she had to have those medical socks on and she couldn't get up, but she was able to get up and walk around. And so, um, you know, I would encourage you, if you know folks that are dealing, even if they have no foundation for faith, if you get the word into them regularly, that faith will bring healing. And so we've been talking about that, and this would be a good series. Just send them, you know, just go to the website and listen to them. But uh, today I do want to talk about the fact that we know it's the will of God to heal because he's designed methods, through, clearly stated in his word, to deliver healing for us uh, today. And so today I want to look at some of those methods. But I want to start by reading Acts chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, to sort of lay a foundation for this tonight. Uh, notice in verse 1 it says, In my former book, Theopolis, so Luke, if you're, if you're a Bible scholar, uh, Luke wrote the book of Acts. Um, and Luke was writing to, you can see here, Theopolis. And he says, In my former book, so what was the former book? Well, it was the Gospel of Luke. He says, in my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all the things Jesus began to do. Everybody say began to do. So he said, in my former book, I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up into heaven. So he said, you know, in my former book, the Gospel of Luke, I talked about all the things that Jesus did here. But the thing that st stands out that I want to point out to, to you is that th what, what Luke was saying was he wasn't done when he left. He said that was just the beginning of what Jesus did and so uh, and so he tells us that you know that there were the things that Jesus did here on the earth were just the beginning of things he would continue to do even after he he ascended to heaven and we see in Luke chapter seven some of those things that he did very clearly stated in verse twenty two Luke chapter seven it says then Jesus answering said unto them. Go your way and tell John. So John came and asked, are you the Messiah, right? And so Jesus said, I want to show you some of the things I'm doing, and then you can answer that question for yourself pretty much. Um, he was a good old southern guy, right? He was pretty much the proof of the puddings and the eating, right? That's pretty much what he's saying here. But in verse 22, he told John's disciples, he said, Jesus answered to them and said, Go your way and tell John what things you have seen and heard, how that the blind see. Now, I want you to notice the bulk of what he talks about here is healing, which is really interesting. He says, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and, the poor, and to the poor the gospel is preached. And so what Jesus said is the definitive proof that I'm the Messiah are these things. And he said, I'm going to go tell, you know, so go tell John I'm doing these things. And so, but what we see here is a listing of some, not all, but many of the things that Jesus did when he was on the planet. Um, but Jesus said, you know, as, as Luke said, you know, Luke said to, in Acts, Theopolis, this is just what he began to do. Jesus told us that he would continue to do these things after he left, but he said he'd do them through us. As believers, in John chapter 14 and verse 12, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, so that, I, I know all of you all here, um, and so this qualifies for you, right? He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, 
and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. And so Jesus told us his works would continue, but they would continue through us. That's why the book of Acts, if you look at the book of Acts, you see disciples doing all these things, but Luke sets it up at the beginning to say, I'm going to show you what Jesus began to do, but he's going to continue to do through the book of Acts. And so Jesus was working through the believers to do these things. And so uh, the same things that Jesus did, Jesus said, you'll do those things as well. Now, how does he do those things? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 6 and verse 14 sort of sheds some light on that. It says, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up as by his power. And then verse 15, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Members of Christ. So what that tells us is as believers, each and every one of us are members of his body. Uh, now, we can look at that as, you know, this is a body of believers, right? But, but I think there is a certain aspect of it, we're going to see in a minute, that we collectively make up the personhood of Christ in the earth, even though he's seated at the right hand of God the Father. And so he said here that, you're, that, that when Jesus ascended to heaven, he, he basically is saying, 1 Corinthians is saying, he divested himself into us, as believers, and we see this again in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22. It says, And he has put all things, God the Father, has put all things under Jesus' feet and has appointed him the universal and supreme head of the church, which is his body. So if you're a member of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm not talking about you know, any specific church, I'm saying if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right? Then, then what it says there, it says you are a part of his body. Now notice this phrase though, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So that body is the fullness of what Jesus was when he was walking the planet. It goes on to say, for in that body, I want you to notice the power that resides within each of us individually and collectively as a church. It, for, it says, for in that body lives the full measure of him. The full measure of Jesus. So the same Jesus that raised the dead, opened blind eyes, walked around, that same full measure... It says the full measure of him who makes up everything and completes everything, who fills everything everywhere. So that full measure resides in us as members of the body of Christ. And so God has designed, as we're going to see tonight, methods to deliver what Jesus did through us as collective and individual members in the body of Christ. Whether it be laying, whether it be people, you know, be, being healed from sickness or whatever else Jesus did, there are methods he's, 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 he's designed for us and to, and to work through us to deliver that healing. So I want to talk to you about some of those methods that he's designed. Now, I'm going to sort of lay out real quickly one that's obvious, but I'm not going to talk a lot about that tonight other than make one statement because everybody's aware of that method of healing. Right? How many of you realize that, that medicine and doctors are absolutely a, a, a method that God uses to bring healing and help and relief to us? How many of you realize that, right? That's, that's a blessing. You know, sometimes you'll see people that believe that, you know, um, in, in, in divine healing and the way God can intervene almost look at it like, you know, doctors are some lesser form of healing or medicine is some lesser form of relief and that somehow you failed God if you have to resort to that because your faith should have got you a miracle or something. But that's not biblical to think that way. Doctors as well as anything else that we're going to talk about tonight are 100% something God has provided for us 
to actually provide healing. And we should avail ourselves to any and all the methods God has at our disposal to be able to receive what he has for us. And so I want to stress that one of the methods that he does pro provide for us to, is through doctors and medicine. Uh, how many believe it's a good thing to go to the doctor and be diagnosed and get healed for, and get help and relief? That's a good thing. And every good gift and every perfect gift is from God. So I'll just put that out there that as we talk about these others, you know, I got to tell you, I remember when I was a young believer and I just learned that, you know, you could believe God for healing, that I really did. I almost felt like, a, you know, if I had a headache, I was doing myself a disservice to take an Advil because I was failing God. But you know what I do now? I just take the Advil in Jesus' name. Amen? Because he's provided all of that. And so it's important for us to remember that. And I want to stress that because I don't want, you know, I've seen, I've seen matter of fact, I, you know, I've seen people that sometimes, matter of fact, one case in particular, I, don't, I won't bring up the individual, but I know one individual that I've, I've dealt with that, you know, deals with bipolar problems. And how many realize they have medicine for that, Right? But it seems like, they, you know, they, as soon as they start hearing about God provided healing, they'll stop taking their medicine because, you know, we teach that by Jesus' stripes you are healed. Well, I'm telling you, God says you're healed, right? But you keep taking your medicine until the doctor confirms for you what God's word has said, right? Just keep doing it because they can't harm you to do that. So I'm just telling you, doctors are a good thing, and that's one of the ways God delivers healing. And just that alone lets us know, right, that it's the will of God for us to be healed. But here's a couple other methods that are clearly stated in the Word of God that are beyond doctors, or, and I don't mean beyond in a greater sense, but just another method that God has given us to provide healing, which clearly once we see it, we'll say, okay, if he's given me that, then it must be his will for me to be healed, right? So one of those methods is faith. Everybody say personal faith. So personal faith, uh, I'll just sort of, I don't have this scripture, so apologize for that, uh, Kyle, but uh, over in Romans, it tells us that to every man, and he's, and he's writing to the believers in Rome, so to every believer is given the measure of faith, right? So every person that is a born-again believer has the, as a matter of fact, has the measure of faith on the inside of them. So anybody that says, well, I just can't, I don't have faith to be healed, that's a complete lie and, a, and you've been duped by the devil. All of us have the measure of faith. And God's given us that measure of faith for a lot of different things. But one of the things of which we'll see is to provide healing for us. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 20 says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned around about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good cheer. Notice this. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Notice he didn't say, I make you whole. He said, your faith has made you whole, and the woman was made whole from that hour. That woman's faith was able to reach out to Jesus and receive that he, something from him that he was absolutely 100% willing to provide to anybody that would believe him for that. And so he said it was his faith that made her whole. And this same method of healing is available for us today. Matter of fact, every promise of God can be received through personal faith. You don't need anybody else. You don't need some, you know, uh, miracle worker. You can actually reach out and believe the promise of God through faith. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 1 says, But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, notice this, for the just shall live. And that word live is that word experience, experience life like God has it. The just shall live by faith, if you want to experience what God has for you, it's going to require your personal faith. 
Just because it's God's will for you to receive something doesn't mean necessarily that you will receive something. You have to reach out and receive it by faith. God's promises are conditional upon us believing for that. And so what we see is personal faith is something that God has provided for us. And healing is one of the things, that, you know, we've talked about it before. How does this faith come? Faith comes from hearing the word of God on a given subject. So when you see that it's, you know, God says, by, or Jesus, or Isaiah, as we read, by his stripes we're healed, you can believe that and receive that. Uh, Psalm chapter 107 and verse 19 and verse 20 shows us that. It says, then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. Notice this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So faith, simply taking God's word at face value for what it says and says, I'm going to agree with that. It says here in Psalm 107 that that word and believing that word can bring healing to us. So one of the methods that God has to provide healing to us is the avenue of faith. And the very fact that he provides a method of faith to receive healing testifies to us that healing is the will of God for us. So faith is one mechanism that he used. What another, what's another mechanism that he uses to provide healing for us? Another method of healing is the avenue of gr agreement with other believers. Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 says, Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, well anything, we, we talked about the all-inclusive promises earlier in this series, right? Anything means anything, and if healing's one of those things, then that qualifies for anything. He says, if any of you on earth will agree as touching anything that they shall ask, notice this, let me realize Jesus didn't lie, right? This is what he said, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. There are going to be times, so we said personal faith was one mechanism for, or method for receiving healing, right? But there are going to be times where you as a human being may falter or fail or grow weary in your faith, where your faith may grow weak. And in those moments, God has provided the mechanism or the method of agreeing with other believers to prop up your faith, to encourage your faith, so that you can receive healing as well. And so there are different, uh, for, I like, for lack of a better term, there are different points of contact that God will use with other believers to inspire your faith to believe. One is the simple prayer of agreement, but there are other methods, one of which is the laying on of hands. If we notice Hebrews chapter 8, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, therefore leaving the principles of the doctrines of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation from repentance from dead works and faith towards God. So he says those are some foundations. Here's another foundation of the doctrine of baptisms, and notice this, and of laying on of hands and of resurrection then eternal judgment. But I want you to notice that phrase, laying on of hands. One of the principal doctrines of the church is the laying on of hands when you pray for people. And you can see it throughout the book of Acts. It says many, many different places where they laid their hands on them. They laid their hands on them, whether it was to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit or whether it was to be healed. But the laying on of hands is a principal doctrine of the church. And that principal doctrine of the church, of the laying on of hands, the physically placing hands. You know, I remember um, when I first started the church, there were sometimes, you know, you know how many realize sometimes when you're, something's new, they're just people that are curious, right? 
And, and I remember when we first started, we were in a little storefront, and, and somebody was just curious about what's going on in that building, right? So they came by one Sunday morning, and, and, and uh, at the end of the service, I just felt led to pray for the sick, and so we brought people up front, and I laid hands on them. Well, the person contacted me after, just stayed hung around after the service and said, I've never seen anything like that before in my life. I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you laying your hands on people? Uh, they just had no clue that that was something that God provided. But what we see here in Scripture is this laying on of hands for healing or, or, or for a number of things is a doctrine of the church. And one of the things that laying on hands will do is administer healing to people. Mark chapter 16 and verse 17, we see that. It says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands, here it is again, on the sick, and they shall recover. And so one of the delivery methods through agreeing with another believer is actually laying hands on them to administer healing. It's not the hands that provide the healing, but it's that point of contact that inspires faith in the receiver to receive that healing, right? If it was the hands that provided it, then each you know, one of us that laid hands on people could say we were something special, right? But all we are is just, we're just delivery boys and delivery girls, right? We lay hands on and it inspires faith collectively to receive what God has promised. Another method or another delivery method that speaks to the fact that God has designed a way to get healing to people, which expresses his will for healing, is the anointing with oil. James chapter 5 and verse 14 says, Is there any, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he had committed any sins, that shall be forgiven. Notice what it says there. It says there are times when you can call for the elders of the church, and they can anoint someone with oil, and that anointing, but notice what it says in the next verse, but the prayer of faith is what will save the sick or bring the healing, right? It's not the oil, right? Because then, then you'll have, if, if, that, if it was the oil, then you got a bunch of televangelists trying to sell you special oil from the Holy Land if you give them 50 bucks because the oil is something special, right? Well, that's baloney. It's not the oil. The oil is just another simple point of contact that in a moment of inspiration, it has the capacity to inspire within someone that something sacred is happening with me right now. And that God has provided something for me, and that's healing. And that inspiration of that faith through the anointing of oil can bring about healing for individuals. And so the anointing of oil is a method through which God has uh, designed to deliver healing. So that alone lets us know, right? If God desired a method to provide healing, then it must be his will for me to be healed, right? And there are various other methods that are points of contact we th see throughout the scripture that are less widely practiced, but I think are more moments of inspiration where the Spirit of God said, in this moment, it may never be repeated again, but in this moment, I'm going to use this point of contact. You know, we see it throughout scripture. You know, if you remember the story of Naaman and how the prophet, he had leprosy. And the prophet came to Naaman and he said, hey, Naaman, go wash in the river Jordan or, go, or whatever river it was. I can't remember which one it was, but go wash in the river. And so God used that point of contact, that moment of inspiration in the river to inspire faith in Naaman to receive healing. We see it again here in Acts chapter 5 and verse 15. It says, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets 
and, and laid them on beds and couches that at, the, that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And there came also multitudes out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one of them. So the shadow of Peter alone was used in a moment of inspiration to deliver healing. And then we see again in Acts chapter 19, verse 11, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the disease left them and the evil spirits went out of them and so we see here God using as a point of contact a handkerchief that Paul had laid his hands on and that handkerchief was taken to the individuals and I've seen that happen at times right not because the handkerchief was anything great but because the anointing that had been prayed had resided in that thing and it inspired faith in people I've seen you know that times where we've even prayed over something matter of fact I remember once I did this with um, Grace or somebody um, where we prayed over a cloth and said take it home and lay on it sleep on it for a couple of days and there, there it inspired faith right it wasn't the cloth because that'd be sort of like voodoo, or which you know, that's crazy stuff, right? But it was the it was the inspiration that inspired faith from that point of contact that brought about healing. And we see all sorts of other ones. You know, Jesus spit in the dirt, right, and then made mud, right? And so what, that moment inspired faith that hey, he's doing something. There's something sacred happening, and inspired that faith to receive for healing. And so God has designed those methods that testify to the fact that healing's for us. Another method, beyond the prayer of agreement with believers through points of contact, but another method God uses for healing is spiritual gifts. Here we say spiritual gifts. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7, we find a listing of the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm just going to read them to you to start. It says, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So God gives us these gifts of the Spirit to profit us, to help us. It says, for to one is given by the Spirit. Everybody say, by the Spirit. So one thing to note up front, and we'll see it again in verse 11 here in just a minute when we read it. The gifts of the Spirit, you know, a lot of people talk about, I have this gift or I have that gift. No, those are gifts. Of, you don't have that gift. Those are gifts of the Spirit. You don't possess them. And we're going to find that these gifts that are listed here, they manifest as the Spirit of God wills. You can't choose to make that gift happen in your life. Now, what we will find to be true, and I've seen this over the years, is there will be certain people that tend to see the same gift manifest through them very often, and that's the way God uses them, but they just can't conjure it up on their own because it's something the Scripture tells us that the Spirit will do as He wills. So so these type of gifts are absolutely uh, validate that God wants to bring. We'll see this, especially three of them. They're gifts that God gives us to provide healing, but these are more uh, instituted and, and they, they act more under the provision and will of God taking place as opposed to us just acting on it ourselves. And so, you know, there are times where God will intervene with the gift of the Spirit Well, maybe our faith just can't get there. And, you know, some would say, well, how can we get him to do that all the time? If, if you can figure that one out, then more power to you. But the gifts of the Spirit, I will tell you, do happen on occasion. I'll tell you one instance where this took place. Matter of fact, we'll just read through them. Well, as you read down through this, you'll see one of the gifts of the Spirit is faith. Everybody say faith. Now, this faith here is not talking about personal faith because everybody's been given the measure of faith, right? Actually, as you look that up, it actually says special faith. And so special faith is a unique kind of faith that happens when the Spirit of God comes on you and you just cannot doubt it. It's it's just something strange about it. But I remember when my mom, uh, she's in heaven now, but I remember my mom had a stroke 
and, and the doctor called me and my dad in um, to have, a, and our whole family was there, and we were all, you know, devastated. We, were, we thought we might lose our mom at that moment in time, and the doctor called me and my dad in. We actually called my dad, and I just went in with him, um, and, and they had the death speech with us. You might as well prepare, you know, your mom's going home because she's had a bad stroke, and it's really bad. Uh, and I remember walking out of that room and feeling, you know, sort of devastated by it. The whole family was. And I just quietly thought about it. And, and you, know, there, you know, after a period of time, we all sort of dispersed and went home while the doctors took care of her. And I remember I was driving home and I was driving up the road to my house. And I remember hearing this word come out of my own spirit. And it wasn't something, it was almost like somebody said it, but it wasn't audible. And what I heard was this word. It said, she will live and not die. And when I heard those words, it inspired something in me that caused me to, I could not, I, I mean, you could have, I, I could not doubt. It was a special faith. It was a moment where God dropped a gift of the Spirit in me. And it wasn't just personal faith to believe and stand and fight and fight the good fight of faith. This was a special kind of faith. It was like, you could, you could the doctors could tell me she's dead and I know she was going to live. And she recovered. And those of you who knew her, you saw a miraculous recovery. And she actually came back to full, pretty much full force. Doctors actually showed different things of before and after over a couple of years of how things have been completely restored that never get restored. But, but there was a special faith in me that just said, I cannot doubt this. That was one of the gifts of the Spirit. And we'll see it here. It says, for, for to one of us is given by the Spirit uh, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge and by the same Spirit. And so the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, they're inspirational gifts. We'll do some teaching on these later. Um, I won't do that tonight. But it says, to another faith, which is that special kind of faith I just talked about, to another gifts of healing. Notice it says gifts of healing, plural. So there are different gifts of healing. And, and as, you, as you look at uh, different ministries out there, you can often see that you know, certain people will be gifted when they pray for people to see cancer healed. And there will be others to see tumors removed. And there will be others to see... I can tell you one area where God has dynamically used me over the years is, is epilepsy. Um, I've, I've seen you know, folks that have been epileptic. Uh, three different cases over the 30 years I've been in ministry. So that's a third, three different cases. And I don't mean that to say anything about me, but I'm just, it's the way God has used me. I've seen three people that have had epilepsy. Um, the, in a moment, they would tell me about it. The Spirit of God would speak to me and say, pray for them and they'll be healed. And in all three instances, never again after praying for them had that person ever had an epileptic seizure. Um, well, that's not me. That's not me. But it just seems that God uses me specifically in that particular area where other people, it may be others, but they're gifts of healing. But the Spirit of God wills that. I can't conjure that up. There may be somebody else who shares that they have epilepsy with me, and God, I don't have that moment of inspiration, right? But, but there, it's a gift of the Spirit that God provides. It goes on to say to, to another working of miracles. Well, how many of you realize sometimes miracles are needed instead of healing, right? If you, if, you, if you lose your finger and you need a new finger, how many of you realize that that's a miracle? That's not a healing, right? So there are miracles in different things that God will do. That's what happened with the man with the withered hand, right? God performed a miracle instead of a healing. It goes on to say, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and selfsame spirit. Notice this, dividing to every man severally as he wills, right? Once again, we see it's not something we can make happen but it's something he wills. But these gifts of the Spirit are given to us to provide healing to set us free. Now, I will tell you this, that even if a person is healed, this is just a little side note, even if a person is healed by a gift of the Spirit, it's still going to require personal faith to hang on to what God has provided for you. 
I can tell you that for a case. I remember once I was in Clinton in West Virginia when I traveled and preached, and um, I was doing a, um, a five-night revival in this little town, and there was a lady that um, came forward for healing, but the whole service, she sat right over here on the left side of the service, and uh, if I could sit down, I could show it to you, but her neck was just drawn up like this, and she couldn't move it. She walked around like this when she talked to you. She had to turn like this and talk to you, and she just couldn't move her head. And so she was, you know, sitting over there, and I had preached for a couple nights, and uh, she, she came up to the healing line, and, uh, you know, she said, um, <laughs> she said, I've been to, you know, and she named off all the great ministers, you know, and I was just a young, I think at that time, 22-year-old guy holding a revival, uh, just getting started in ministry, and um, she, she named off Oral Roberts and, you know, just different people, big healing ministries. She said, all of them have prayed for me, and, uh, I, you know, I've never been able to get rid of this. And I said, well, if you're coming to me to get healed, you might as well go sit down. And she looked at me sort of wide-eyed because I wasn't going to pray for her. Cause I, and, but I said, but if, if you'll trust God and you'll believe God for your healing instead of me for your healing, we might be able to get something done tonight. And so she said, and so she said, I can do that. I said, okay, so can you take your eyes off of me and just turn your eyes towards Jesus and believe it's his will to do that? And she said, yeah, but <laughs> talk about a point of contact. In that moment, she's standing there lying, and, you know, I'm typically not very, I mean, I can get excited, but I would never do this to somebody. But as soon as she said, yep, the Spirit of God just jumped on me, and I grabbed her neck and just yanked it like that. And I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. And she looked around healed so then she's like i mean the whole place is going nuts because she owned the um she owned the local diner in town and everybody knew her and they knew for years she hadn't been you know and so she went back and sat down and so as she went back and sat down I'm, i come back up and i just move on from it because i didn't want to draw attention to it and i didn't want anybody thinking anything i was anything special because i wasn't jesus just did something and so i went on but i noticed as i looked back over at her every time i looked back over at her her neck was just sort of moving back moving back and finally in a moment of inspiration again I, I looked at her and, and I don't normally do this but I yelled at her I said hey stop that she looked at me like what I said God just healed you and you need to use your faith now to hang on to what God has provided for you I said now move and she moved her neck around and she she and got and she didn't draw back and then the next night she showed up perfectly healed or she could sit down she could sit normal look straight ahead the whole nine yards the reason I share that with you is this even though at times God may provide gifts of the Spirit to provide healing, we have to hang on to what God has provided for us through our personal faith. He may give you sort of a jump start, right? But you've got to use personal faith. And we see that in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist him steadfast in the faith. It says that he's going to come back at times to try to take from you what God has said is yours. But in the midst of that, what do you need to do? He says, dig your heels in and resist him in your personal faith. Thank God that this is mine. I'm not giving it up. I'm standing on it. I'm believing for it. And what James chapter 4 and verse 7 tells us, it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, so one of the methods, another method God has provided for us is for, to bring healing is the gifts of the Spirit, but we maintain those through our personal faith, but that alone lets us know that there's just another way God has provided healing for us, which testifies to the fact that it's the will of God for us to be healed. Amen?
Amen. And so God's designed multiple delivery methods for healing. Number one, we talked about real briefly, doctors. Thank God for doctors. Amen. And medicine. Number two, personal faith. Your personal faith can trust the promise of God, what he says in his word, and believe for that. And it will change facts to align with truth. And then we've talked about the agreement with other believers through various points of contact, like prayer and the laying of hands and anointing with oil and anything else the Spirit of God may inspire someone to do to inspire faith. And then number four, we've talked about the gifts of the Spirit. Specifically, special faith, gifts of healing, and miracles seem to operate and been given to us as the Spirit wills to bring about healing. Acts chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2, notice again, it says, In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all these things Jesus began to do and, he, and to teach until the day that he was taken up into heaven. And so Jesus didn't stop doing what he did after he ascended to heaven. He continued to do that. He just continues to do that through his body, the church. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 53, verse 5, we'll close with this. It says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. We know it's the will of God for us to be healed because he's designed multiple ways to give healing to us, expressing the fact that it's his will for us to be healed. Amen? Amen. Bow your heads with me. Father, thank you so much for your word. I've done my best to share what it is you've laid on my heart to share tonight. I know that it's your will for each and every one of us to walk in divine health and divine healing. And so, Father, right now, I just want to pause for a moment because if there is anyone here that needs healing or if there's anyone here that what we've talked about is inspired. As a matter of fact, I just sense in my heart, Leanna, I just want to do something with you, if you don't mind. I just want you to come up front. Somebody get me a cloth or something. Can somebody get me a, a like, a, can, can, matter of fact, hey, Matt, can you walk, there's probably a, a cloth right over there, just one of the, yeah, that'll work. You mind if we let her take it? Here we go. I'm just going, you, we got it. We got something right here. Doesn't matter what it is because it ain't the cloth. Yep. But uh, I want to pray over this for your mom. Thank you for, by the way, Matt, for sharing it. And I know you're, he mentioned you're a little more private, so I hope I'm not embarrassing you or anything. But I want to pray over this. And I'm going to believe this will inspire faith in your mom to believe that whatever's going on in her, healing will the anointing, the, the anointing of God will rise up in her and affect a healing and a cure. So if you just lay your hands on this with me, and I'm going to, y'all stretch your hand out here. If you don't know, her mom uh, was diagnosed with a tumor on her adrenal gland, and they're doing some testing, and we're just going to believe tonight in agreement that God's going to work a miracle through this point of contact, right, to inspire faith in her and bring about a healing. So and Melissa's her name, right? So Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that it is 100% your will for Melissa to walk in divine health and healing. So, Father, we lay hands, as Paul did, on this handkerchief. And we release your anointing into it, recognizing that it's not the handkerchief, it's not the method, but it's just giving us a point to connect with you. So I thank you that as this is laid on her, as she keeps this with her over the next couple days, it will just inspire faith in her that she is the healed of the Lord because you've provided healing for us in Jesus' name. I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. I'm just going to ask you to take that home and just, just, just lay it on her. Pray over her just like we did and you're comfortable doing. And then just have her keep it with her. Matter of fact, maybe even sleep with it under her pillow at night. And I just believe it's going to affect a healing and bring about a cure. So she ain't got to worry about this thing. This is just the devil. She can dig her heels in and stand and agree and watch herself be healed. Amen? Amen. If there's anybody else here tonight that just, you know, you're dealing with something and you'd like me to lay hands on you since we talked about it tonight. The Bible says he confirms his word with signs following. I just want to give an opportunity. If there's anyone, I don't know. If there's anyone. Yes. Hey, let's turn that down just a smidge so we can hear Glenn. Go ahead. Yeah, God uses. Yep. Yeah, God. God knows where we're at, and He uses whatever point of contact is necessary to inspire faith in us. So, um, thank God. If you, if you think about Leanna throughout the week and her mom, just just thank God that she's healed. Amen. Amen. Anybody else need anything? Any prayer for anything or prayer? I, we just want to before we close. Anybody else at all? Sure. Yeah. 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 Thank God. God's a good God. Amen. Amen. We need to thank him. Let's just turn our heart toward heaven. Father, thank you so much that you watch over your word to perform it. And everything good that happens in life is from you. Thank you for what you've done in Larry's life. Thank you for what we believe you've done in Leanna's mom's life. Thank you for what you did in Glenn's mother's life. I thank you that you have provided all of these wonderful, unique ways, whether it be doctors or whether it be things lined out in your scriptures beyond doctors or instead of doctors, all of it's designed for you to give us and bless us and help us because you love us. And your love is greater than anything we would ever face. I give you praise and thanks for that, Father. We just worship you and thank you for being our healer. That by Jesus' stripes, we truly are healed. I thank you for it. I pray over each person here that came out tonight. I pray you'll keep them warm first. Thank you, Father, for watching out for them and keeping them safe and protected. That your angels are encamped about them. And I just thank you for bringing them back to worship with us as you lead in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great evening. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Grace Family Church podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.